Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Net Jabbar. This is going to be episode 112. We're going to do uh, the readings for Thursday, third week of Advent. The readings for Thursday, third week of Advent. So, uh, please subscribe and share if you like what I do. I try the best I can. I'm sort of like moving along because I'm going to be busy for the next couple of days. So, I'm doing these podcasts ahead of time. So, entrance antiphon from Psalm 119. You, O Lord, are close, and all your ways are truth. From of old I have known of your decrees, for you are eternal. This is interesting, Psalm 119. You, O Lord, are close, and all your ways are truth. From of old I have known of your decrees, for you are eternal. Very strange way of speaking, isn't it? From of old. uh, I have known of your decrees, for you are eternal. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Amen. From the Imitation of Christ, um, Prayers for Advent. Dear Lord, when I recall the wonders you have brought, even spiritual comforts become burdensome to me. For as long as I do not behold you, O Lord, in all your glory, nothing that I hear or see in this world means anything to me. O my God, you are my witness that nothing can comfort me, nor can any creature bring me rest, except for you, my God, whom I long to see for all eternity. However, this is impossible as long as I remain in this mortal life. Therefore, I must be determined to be very patient and to submit myself to you in all my desires. Your your saints, who now rejoice with you in the kingdom of heaven, had to wait during their lifetime in faith and with much patience for the coming of your glory. What they believed, I believe. What they hoped for, I hope for. And where they, they are, Where they now enjoy your presence, I trust that through your grace, I too shall be permitted to share share that joy. Until then, strengthened by the, the example of your saints, I will walk in faith. I also shall have your sacred scriptures to comfort me and to instruct me in the life I must lead. Above all those comforts, I will have your most sacred body for my special remedy and refuge. And the collect prayer 
unworthy servant that we are, O Lord. Grieved by the guilt of, of our deeds, we pray that you may gladden us by the saving advent of your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so the first reading is going to be from Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 10. Like a forsaken wife, the Lord will the, the Lord has called you back. Like a forsaken wife, the Lord has called you back. Reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Raise a glad cry, you barren one who did not bear. Break forth in jubilant song, you who were not in labor. For more numerous are the children of the deserted wife than the children of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the space for your tent. Spread out your tent cloth unsparingly. Lengthen your robes and make firm your stakes. For you shall spread abroad to the right and to the left. You descendants, your, de your descendants shall dispossess the nations and shall people the, des the desolate cities. Fear not, you shall not be put to shame. You need not blush, for you shall not be disgraced. The shame of your youth you shall forget. The reproach of your widowhood no longer remember. For he who has be become your husband is your master. His name is the Lord of hosts. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, called God of all the earth. The Lord calls you back like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit, a wife married in youth and then cast off, says your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with great tenderness I will take you back. In an, in an outburst of wrath for a moment I hid my face from you. But with enduring love, I take pity on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. This is for me like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah should never again diluge the earth. So I have sworn not to be angry with you or to rebuke you. Though the mountains leave their place and the hills be shaken, my love shall never leave you, nor my covenant of peace be shaken says the Lord who has mercy on you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Psalm 30. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will extol you, O Lord, for you draw me clear and did not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, you brought me up from the netherworld. You preserved me from among those going down into the pit. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Sing praise to the Lord, you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger lasts but a moment, a lifetime his goodwill. At nightfall, weeping enters in, but with the dawn, rejoicing. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Hear, O Lord, have pity on me. O Lord, be my helper. You change my mourning into dancing. O Lord, my God, forever will I give you thanks. 
I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. So, um, in this particular reading of Isaiah, it's God is talking like a husband. He is Israel's husband. He is the bridegroom. Israel is the wife. Christ is the bridegroom. The church is the bride of Christ. And Israel, uh, because it went after other gods, it has forsaken its covenant, forsaken its marriage, forsaken its relationship with God, and turned to other gods, basically adultery, spiritual adultery, fornication. It has abandoned its first love, which is God, the Lord God, the great I am. And here God is saying, I'm taking you back. All right. You, you have, you know, you have abandoned your marriage bed. You have abandoned your relationship with me and gone after other gods, gone after things that you know would not make you happy, you know, and he's saying that in a sense, you became like a barren wife. Basically, you have become uh, forsaken. Uh, fear not, you shall not be put to shame. He then takes Israel back. He's saying that I will take you back after all this and I won't be angry with you anymore. I won't be angry with you anymore. Now, it sounds kind of funny technically, but because God knows everything and he knows the future and he knows the past. Everything is present to him. But it's, but it's, it's really, you know, it's a relationship. My love shall never leave you nor my covenant of peace be shaken. He doesn't break the covenant. Israel break, broke the covenant. It's Israel that broke the covenant. It's Israel that did the damage. And then he, he recalls back the days of Noah. This is for me like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah should never again dilute the earth. So I have sworn not to be angry with you or rebuke you. It's very interesting. Because you see here is there's a pattern. That's why there's a pattern in the Old Testament. You'll never understand the New Testament until you understand the Old Testament. A lot of Christians think that, you know, the Old Testament and they have this this horrible um, theology. Oh, the, the 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 Old Testament is a, you know, he's an angry God. It's not two different gods. It's the same God. The problem here, it's not him. It's the people of Israel. It's the sinners. It's always us, not him. We have this, it's a, it's a reverse psychology. It's like, we just don't want to admit our own guilt. It's him. It's us. We are the horrible ones. We are the terrible ones. We're the ones that, that, that do horrible things. We're the ones that commit massacres. We're the ones that commit genocide. We're the ones that, 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 that are corrupt and perverted. It's us. It's not him. And yet we want to blame him. We always want to blame him. And then we create this idea of two different gods. It's not two different gods. It's the same God. 
He's not a harsh, judgmental God. It's us. We deserve it. He puts his hand out. He gives us the answers. We slap it and we say, no. I want to commit genocide. I want to commit adultery. I want to commit perversion. I want to steal. I want to kill. I want to rape and plunder. I want to sexually exploit. This is the problem with humanity. Humanity is the problem. We do it. We are the perverted ones. We are the corrupt ones. And we know that. We want to sell drugs. We want to sell alcohol. We want to sell all these things. We want to exploit the children. We want to exploit young young women. We want to commit slavery, human trafficking. We are the ones that want to do this. We are the ones that are into this nonsense. And yet, what do we do? It's, you know, where was God in all this? Well, you know what? He's, in, he, you know, he's, he's always there. The problem is he's not going to force us to do what we don't want to do. He gave us free will. The problem is we don't want to admit that we're sinners. We don't want to admit that we have original sin. You know, they say if people go to confession, you don't have to go to you don't have to go see a therapist. You see this, you know, they 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 have now online therapy through Skype. Everybody's obsessed with online therapy. And yet at the same time, how much money are you spending for it? And think about it. I remember I think I probably mentioned this in other podcasts. A priest said once, um, I know I know it's not Fulton Sheen. Went to a Park Avenue, Madison Avenue party, one of those one of those places in, in Upper East Side. And at the party, um well, this is a story, I think it comes from the the therapist or psychiatrist, not the priest. But the priest went to one of those parties. And he's talking to therapists, a psychiatrist, whatever you want to call it, those counselors. And he said, you know, you and I are in the same business. You know, we both are into helping people. And the therapist, psychiatrist, doctor said, I'm sorry, Father, I don't think so. Oh, no, no, we are. We're in the same field uh, to help people, to help people heal. And the final psychiatrist, therapist, one of those things, he said, he says, Father, it's not the same thing. I'm telling you, I know. When they come to me, I get paid to listen to their nonsense. They do everything they can to blame everybody. They blame their family. They blame their father. They blame their mother. They blame their 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 childhood. The they blame it on their uh, society. They blame it on their job. They blame the whole world. But the one person they don't want to blame is themselves and admit that they're the problem. When they come to you, they come to you usually owning up and admitting that they did the wrong. So they confess their sins and they have to make amends. They have to do penance. In this case, when they come to me, I get paid 80 to $200 an hour to listen to them complain about everyone except they don't want to admit it's their fault. And he's right. He's right. 
He's absolutely right. And, you know, I'm not too sure. I mean, I have to say with all honesty, I think that the priests today, they try to be psychiatrists, unfortunately. They they choose the, the path of psychiatrists instead of being a spiritual director, you know, and, and a being a priest. That's what we need. We don't need psychiatrists and therapists. But Chesterton himself, G.K. Chesterton said, if people would go back to doing confessions, Chesterton believed at the time, we wouldn't need any therapists or psychiatrists. It may not be the same thing, unfortunately, now today. All right, let's move on from there. Alleluia, alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia, alleluia. Gospel Luke chapter 3, verse 4 to 6. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 7, verse 24 to 30. John is the messenger who is who prepares the way of the Lord. John is the messenger who prepares the way of the Lord. When the messengers of John the Baptist had left, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind. Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine garments. Those who dress luxuriously and live sumptuously are found in royal palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom scripture says, Behold, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. I tell you among those those born of woman, no one is greater than John, yet the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. All the people who listened, including the tax collectors who were baptized with the baptism of John, acknowledged the righteousness of God. But the Pharisees and the scholars of the law who were not baptized by him rejected the plan of God for themselves. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So here you have Jesus giving giving a very beautiful compliment, a very beautiful um, acknowledgement of John the Baptist. John the Baptist technically is an Old Testament prophet and a New Testament prophet. He is he has one foot in the Old Testament and he has one foot in the in the New, being the fact that he is the son of Zechariah who also happens to be a descendant of Aaron, uh, the rightful heir to the high priesthood of Aaron. And, you know, his parents, both elderly and old, represent the the Old Testament. And it's beautiful. It's fantastic really, when you think about it. Waiting for the promise of God. A picture of of Abraham and Sarah and and the beautiful faith of Israel, the legacy of Israel. You know, like Jesus says, like, you know, 
you bring out the old and new from the treasures of the house. And both are beautiful. His disciples leave. Now, whether they accept what they heard uh, is up to them. Whether they go on to want to to want to go, you know, create a different religion of their own, which is what eventually some of them will do, which is the, what the Mendeans I mentioned in the podcast, recent podcast, but that's exactly what happens. Um, but he gives, he tells the people, you know, John, John did, John came humbly. John was meek. John had no pride, no guile in him. He didn't, he didn't, um, John the Baptist did not go around looking for any reward. As a matter of fact, he gave up his her- his his inheritance, his his place. He could have been high priest, you know, and most likely God would have given it to him. But no, instead, he looked for the fulfillment of Israel. He looked for the fulfillment of Israel. He wanted the salvation of not just Israel, but the whole world. This was what John's mission was to prepare the way for Jesus Christ for the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God. That was John's whole mission. John never doubted Jesus. His problem was that his followers just did not understand him or or they were just not honest and true followers. Most likely they were, some of them were not. But Jesus said, you know, you want to look for fine, you know, those who dress in fine clothing, who live sumptuously, look in the palaces. And that's probably true, as true today as it was 2,000 years ago, unfortunately. You know, we, you know, we have many who probably have lost faith and given up believing in the truth. I mean, you know, it's funny, at my job, I sometimes have to deal with rich people, you know, come in, you know, they're given special private tours and they hate it when somebody questions them. And, and it's funny, like, their 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 whole identity they're so desperate or they're not fulfilled they're empty do you know who i am or you know how dare you question me things like literally yes it sounds like the movies but it's true it's not a lie think about it you are so wrapped up in your materialism that you're cut off you're empty inside you're so you basically you're defined by your wealth and that's the way they are but you know it's it's sad but here Jesus goes on to say he 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 tells the people yes you know John did you go out to see a prophet and he says yes i tell you and more than a prophet more than a prophet this is the one about whom the scripture says Behold, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, no one is greater than John. Than John, At least, yet the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Meaning, yet there will be others who will probably be more humble than him, more, more less than him. They'll be greater. And he goes on to say, all the people who listened, including 
including, uh, well, this is actually Luke talking, all the people who listened, including the tax collectors who were baptized with the baptism of John, acknowledged the righteousness of God. But the Pharisees and scholars of the law who were not baptized by him rejected the plan of God for themselves. This could also speak to to today, to people today who think themselves so high and mighty. It's a warning to them that they themselves could be rejecting the plan of God, meaning his salvation. And there are a lot of people like that who want the world and who have corrupted their faith with materialism. There are a lot of people like that. They live sumptuously. They, 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 they put their faith in the materialistic world. They put their faith in, in all this and refuse to accept the truth. Refuse to accept the salvation that God has planned for them. Because they can't see it, they can't touch it, they won't believe in it. And they believe that this is all there is. Or maybe they think they have faith, but they don't realize they don't. That they are into the materialism, into this world. It's sad and very scary and extremely dangerous. And we, a lot of us, have to be careful that we don't fall into that. You know? We have, to, we have to pray for the grace not to fall into that. All right, so let's end it here. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in the day of battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. World without end. Amen.